The book was better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Collette. And And happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And also happy Hanukkah, because Hanukkah starts... (laughs) Real early this year. Is it? It's either one day or two days after Thanksgiving, so... Um, I'm sure my calendar tells me. It starts a couple days after Thanksgiving, so... Hanukkah happens real early this year. It starts on the 28th. To everybody, to everybody, to all of our listeners here in the U.S., happy Thanksgiving, because it's not Thanksgiving Thanksgiving anywhere else. That's not a worldwide thing. But to all of our listeners worldwide who may celebrate Hanukkah, happy Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. And to everyone, happy fall, because this episode is very fall vibes. It's so fall. It's so, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about Road Dolls, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Which I thought it was funny when I was looking up stuff. It did come out at Thanksgiving when it was released in 2009. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's so funny. It, it, <laughs> so it we is. are it's just, on it's brand. A, it's a Thanksgiving vibes movie. So. And the movie itself is, which we'll get into a little bit later, but I mean, it's very orange and like fall autumnal they really colors. Just, yeah. They leaned the into it. Mm-hmm. So we thought it would be very appropriate for our Thanksgiving week episode, since there's not a ton of Thanksgiving books <laughs> or movies. Or again, we've I've mentioned this before, or at least not many that like I really want to talk about. So. No. So Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox seems like a great one. Uh, shout out to our sister, Amber, her oldest sister, who loves she's this obsessed. Movie. She's obsessed. She, she introduced me to this movie. And it was a trip, and it still is. <laughs> it still is. It's it's a good one, though. It's freaking hilarious. But we're excited to jump into it. Um, before we do, uh, just a few announcements really quick. One, our Hogwarts Bound line is available for purchase online at teakdesigns.com. T-E-A-C, T-E-A-C-Designs.com. And uh, the winner of the giveaway... I believe it will be posted either today when this episode comes out or tomorrow. We did a giveaway um, and I can't remember Mm -hmm. if I had it end on. I think I have it end on Wednesday. Okay, so you if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, you still have a chance to go enter to win um, some Hogwarts bound uh, collection stuff. You may have missed the giveaway, but you didn't miss a chance to buy some. Yeah, so. And there's still and time, get it in time if you for Christmas. order now to get it in time for Christmas. So, yes. Uh, other than that, uh, we are coming up on the end of the year quite quickly. We only have a couple episodes left and then we need to start prepping for the new year. So if you have any books or movies you want us to cover in the new year, to me. I feel like we just so released a calendar and we're already mm-hmm. like almost at the end. So if you have any books or movies you want us to cover, please, please, please go let us know because we have a hard time narrowing down. We have a really long Our list. Our list has grown it's just it's exponential honestly right like, it just, just keeps always, growing because we just keep finding grow. more so please let us know what you want to hear on this here podcast mm-hmm. but that's all i got yeah basically that's it so we can dive into it now 
Yep. So here's the thing. For those of you who have not seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, please watch it. You need to. You can you can see if, it if you don't if you don't care about spoilers, listen to this still and then go watch it. But like if you care about spoilers, like pause this and go watch. Like it's, it's I, I feel like a lot of people don't know what way. it is for some reason. But oh, yeah, it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. It's on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize it was on there until I went to watch it and I was like, Where do you watch it? And they're like, Disney Plus. I was like, Great. Yeah. I so that. You can watch it on Disney Plus. You can watch it on Amazon Prime if you have, like, you know, if you're a Prime member. Now you can always Otherwise, you can rent it on YouTube. You can rent it on Apple TV. You can rent it on Voodoo. So this movie, despite being so weird and kind of like a, I feel like it was, it's almost like a sleeper movie because it's amazing. Because it has a (laughs) 93% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 7.9 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And then the book has like a 4.2 out of 5 on Goodreads. So like book or movie. It's good. Everybody likes it. And it, I mean, of course they do. It's freaking Road Doll. Like he's amazing. Yeah. But it's. It's funny. So so when we look at our movie, movie was released in 2009 in November, right around Thanksgiving. If you watch the original trailer, it says like this Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> it was directed by Wes Anderson. He's a really good director. He also collaborated with uh, Noah Baumbach on the screenplay. So he did. The, and again, whenever the director has a hand in the screenplay, like I feel like when their vision, when the vision of the director and the screenplay are aligned more, like it just ends up being a better movie. Very frequently. Well, I feel like it goes one of two ways. It either ends up being a great movie or a terrible movie. Right. Nowhere because in between. If it because it can be terrible if the director's vision was terrible, then there's nobody to try <laughs> to and help revive that. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the music was done by Alexander Desplat. He does a Desplat. ton of movies for a ton of great new. Um, he did Twilight. He did. Oh, Um. He did one of the Twilight films. He also did, like, he's done quite a few of the films that we've covered. He did music, I think, for one of the Hunger Games movies. He did music for all sorts of things. Hmm. Yeah, he's done a bunch. I I gotta get my Funnily enough, oh, her her dinner's done. You can keep going, though. Another cool thing about this movie is it's done through, like, puppetry. Which is kind of cool. Um, I think it's con- I think claymation is considered a form of puppetry, but I think it was kind of a combination of the two. <laughs> Your iPad's doing a weird zoom thing on on Brenton again. Because <laughs> it's the only human it can find. But yeah, it's so it, it is it is claymation, but they're they're clay puppets is it's what it is. But what I, why I'm bringing this up is because I wonder if the fact that it's kind of made with puppets and puppeteering. That that's the reason why there is no casting person listed anywhere. Oh, so but it's like there's still voice actors. So like there was there's still like there's still normally, you know, like a head of casting for even animated films. This this movie has a fantastic cast, but there's no casting director. There's no. I wonder if it was just the director then. 
but normally he would still be listed then as that. But there's no yeah. mention of it anywhere. I couldn't find it on IMDb. I couldn't find it on Google. I couldn't find it on like Wikipedia. Like it's just. I mean, I'm sure it's in the credits somewhere, but I'm not going to go sit. I and- wasn't going to go sit and rewatch <laughs> the credits. Sorry. No, that hurts my eyes. That is interesting, though. Yeah. So that was kind of funny because that's something that basically since very early on in this podcast, I've started. I started including, you know, who did the casting because we almost always mention the cast in some way, shape or form. Yes. Yeah. I don't know who was responsible for it for this movie, but whoever it was, they did a good job. Did you just okay. Google? Yes, I did everything. Mm. It doesn't doesn't bring anything up. Weird. Yeah. But the premise, I guess you'll say, or summary of Fantastic Mr. Fox is so it's a story about a Fox family, Fantastic Rest Mr. Fox Rest. and his wife, Mrs. Fox. <laughs> um, and they're they have like animal friends and whatnot. But the, the main like storyline surrounds the fact that um, there's these three farmers that Mr. Fox lives by around in some form. They refer to them as neighbors, but like. It's not a world where like humans and like animals like live side by side in harmony. So I feel like calling them neighbors is misleading, but they do refer to them as his neighbors. But basically it's like food heist. They steal food from these farmers to feed their family. (laughs) Is focus Bunsen bean is like the but 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 there's so much more than that. That's like the main summary, but it's so funny. Like the characters are hilarious. There's a lot of humor, a lot of wit, a lot of just like fun woven into the story, even though Mm -hmm. the overarching storyline is pretty basic. They do a really good job. But it's a children's book. Again, Rodal wrote children's books. (laughs) But they do a good job of weaving entertainment into that storyline. Yeah. And and so it, it, it's just about like the, the farmers are basically like out for revenge against Mr. Fox because yeah. he's stealing their food. He's basically. stealing their he's stealing their livestock, crop livestock, um, their their chickens well, and whatnot to, to feed his family. And, but it's like. Yeah. And so they want to kill the fox and they try mm-hmm. to kill him and he outsmarts them because he's because a he's clever fox. fantastic, Mr. Fox. Yeah. But then there's lots of extra characters and it's really funny. And something I've actually noticed recently is on TikTok, a lot of like really popular sounds to use right now on TikTok and on like Instagram reels are actually clips from this movie. Really? Yeah. That's funny. So um, like the. <laughs> I mean, I'll, ta- I'll I'll probably talk about them more just because we're going to. Yeah, I'll talk about it later. But OK, there's just some of the best lines in the movie. And they're all I mean, the movie's hilarious. But basically, the premise is super simple. It's one of those books slash movies that has a very, very, very simple plot line, but ends up being just so entertaining because I feel like the simple plot allows you slash allows the creators to put the focus that's necessary on the characters. Yes, it's a very character driven story, which Mm -hmm. I really appreciated. I really liked Mm -hmm. Uh, just simply because I feel like a lot of the ones that we've done lately 
have been very, very intense. disappointing when it comes to the character development and just very <laughs> intense stories. And it's hard to like take it all in. Mm-hmm. So it, it was nice to just have like a fun, easy character driven story this yeah. week. Yeah. So that's basically it. Yeah. Um, we'll get into our, our grievances, grievances and anti grievances now. Yeah. Quote unquote um, grievances. I'm sorry. I know you looked up who went, for, who goes I first think this week. I go first this week if I'm not mistaken. Okay, cool. I might be, but we're going to go with it anyways. Gotcha. So my, <laughs> my number three is not really a grievance. It's just one of the biggest differences between the two. In the book, Mr. and Mrs. Fox have four children, none of who are ever named. It mm-hmm. just mentions they, they have four sons. It's a family. Like they're a full. He's got lots of mouths to feed is basically it's, what it's, it's just Fox trying to family, allude which to. Yeah. I feel it's like it's four also. Kits. Isn't that yeah. what baby foxes are called? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very different than the movie where they have one son who has a name, which I'm blanking on right now. Ash. It's Ash. Ash. I knew it started mm-hmm. with an A. I was going to say Axe. I was like, that's definitely sure, wrong. Sure, why not? Ash. And so clearly that's a very big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I hate it? No. Here's why. <laughs> I think that it allowed for a good character development with this mm-hmm. son that I think makes it more relatable for... You know, well, because some they were able younger... to give Ash a lot of like personality and he was able to carry a much heavier role in the story yeah. in the movie than the children do in the book because they where simplified they're, it. They're more in the book. I feel like the kids are more just there to give Mr. Fox purpose for what he's doing. A motive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't focus on the kids in the movie. I mean, in the book very much, which is fine. Just putting this out there, because this is going to come up again. It's a short book. It's a children's book. Mm-hmm. It's they had to do a lot to make it a movie length. Similar to with um, Matilda is another road doll book that we've done recently. Which, which the difference is there's not a huge amount because, yeah, the book's not very it's, long. It's not very long. However, however, we've also seen books that aren't very long get totally butchered. True. Percy Jackson, anybody. Those books aren't long. Still, they kind of got destroyed. Anyways. But. uh, Yeah, Fantastic Mr. Fox is 81 pages. Yeah, that's that's not much. That would probably be like a half hour long movie, which isn't really a movie at that point. So I get that they wanted. I I think it's more than that. It would be. they they still included a lot, like straight from the I book. Guess, yeah. It's almost it is one of the most literal adaptations I think you can. They added a see. lot to the movie though, the whole beginning and the whole end. But <laughs> but it's not like they drastically changed anything from the book. Like the book is there in the movie. Yes, yes, yes. And then they just, they just add added some stuff at it. the beginning and end to flesh it out more. But it's still like the whole book is there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but they still made changes like, for oh, instance, yeah. mm-hmm. four kids versus one kid. Yes. Uh, and I'm just saying that I think the reason that they were able to do that, that maybe wasn't as capable in the book is because they had more time to do it. 
they had more yes. time to focus on more characters rather than just Mr. Fox and Mrs. Fox. Mm-hmm. So I'm not mad about it. I think Ash is a hilarious character. Yes. I think that there is a whole deep discussion that you could get into about maybe what his character represents. I don't want to get into that right now. because <laughs> This is my number three. Still got two more I need to talk about. So I'm going to keep it short. But I like Ash. I think it was a good change. Mm-hmm. You buying that? Wow, perfect timing. My timer just went off again. <laughs> Love recording with time differences. Um, so my number three is also what I would say one of the... It's not like a huge change, but it is like a, a significant one in my opinion. Could you be louder taking that out of the oven, Taylor? Hey, you can edit this out on my side, okay? Okay. But a huge thing is the in the in the movie, Mr. Fox is very secretive about the fact that he's stealing food from the farmers versus the book where he he's he like So by secretive in the movie, I mean, like he keeps it a secret from his wife. And I don't love that necessarily, only because I feel like Mr. Fox and his wife are like they're they're best friends. And like their relationship is like really sweet in both the book and the movie. It, It doesn't make sense to me that he would keep anything a secret from her. It's just one of those things where. It doesn't make a huge difference necessarily to the storyline. I mean, it does in some ways, just because I feel like his wife is more involved in things in the book. Well, yeah, I because she knows she knows he's I, stealing things from the farmers. I think the movie definitely showed a more like traditional maybe wife role in the way that, that it's like, you know, we want to keep the you safe because we have I'm pregnant. I'm going to have a kid. I want you to take a safe job. I don't want you going out. It reminded me a bit of The Incredibles. that's That's the vibe i kind of got okay i get it where it's like no you have a strong independent woman as a wife like she can be involved in these things like yeah um but yeah so my number three is just i feel like that was a it was a what's the word i'm looking for like a, a not necessarily like a stab at their relationship But I don't know. I know in the grand scheme of things, it was a minor difference, which is why it's my number three. Right. But maybe it's just something, too, because, like, I'm married and it's like, don't keep don't keep secrets from your spouse. Like, that's just a bad idea. Just don't do it. (laughs) Just don't do it. So. Unless it's a surprise party, unless it's a surprise party for your spouse, don't keep secrets from your spouse. I will say I do think it did play into a lot of character development for Mr. Fox in the movie. That's Uh, true. So while I don't love it, I can understand it in the context of the film. They had, as I'm going to get into here in a moment um, (laughs) with my number two, it allowed for a lot more development of his character. There you go. Are you done? Okay, well, that's, just... Yeah, that's really all it is. My number three is uh, it's a small thing. So, <laughs> yeah. 
All right. You took I... all the main ones. You took all the big ones. I had to get creative after you said what yours were. I had to like change mine hey, a little bit. <laughs> you got to send them out early. You got to claim them. <laughs> okay, sweet. I'll dive into my number two then, which I was just kind of talking about. Um, so I burned my arm on the Yeah, oven. I can see that. <laughs> um, so my number two is the... I said that they gave Mr. Fox a more sympathetic character arc in the movie. And here's what I'm going for. In the book, I think because it's a children's book and because it's shorter. They, it's very simple. It's very simple. I think mm -hmm. it's kind of more just about foxes having their natural instincts and being cunning. And hey, foxes are, are clever. Yep. That's kind of the that's kind of it. Which is totally fine because, again, it's a children's book. And it's still really funny. Yeah, I wasn't pages looking just for like more. pure joy and funniness. So I definitely think that the, the movie, I think Wes Anderson wanted this to be a more uh, wide range audience film. Mm -hmm. I think he wanted it to not just be for kids. And there were a lot of changes that he made in order to do that. I think he uh, changed a lot of the humor and he added to the storyline in a way that I think he was trying to broaden the potential audience. Yeah. And one way he did that was through the character of Mr. Fox, giving him this, I think, more relatable storyline, especially for maybe men. Uh, who <laughs> have been maybe in a situation where they, you know, got married, had kids and had to make changes and desperate. had to <laughs> deal with that because they show in the movie this Mr. Fox who was this amazing thief. And then he had to give it all up to become a writer in the newspaper that no one reads. And then he's like, I have this chance to get back out there again. Really reminds me of The Incredibles. <laughs> I was or like... Okay, yeah, keep going. I'll mention mine next. Okay. So, and then he realizes that he's been stupid and he has this reconciling with his wife and the reconciling with his child. And he comes to this realization that, yes, he's a wild animal and he's got these tendencies, but he's also a husband and a father and he needs to be responsible and step up and do what's right by everyone. Mm -hmm. And he confronts a lot. Like he confronts the idea. There's like that scene where he's talking with his wife and he says, I realized that I need everyone to think that I'm fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Don't think I'm fantastic. Then I, I don't feel good about myself. He was finding his self-worth in mm -hmm. other people's like view of him, mm -hmm. which is very relatable to, I think a lot of people. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. And so, I think they made a very relatable character in Mr. Fox and how he learns that he can have value and he can have worth, even if people don't think he's fantastic or whatever. And he has this whole character arc that is not quite as present in the book, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so I. But again, I it's like I said, it. where it's like the entirety of the book is still there. But it's they added, they added a beginning and an end to make it this more complex storyline. They added. Yeah, they added complexities to the characters. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I liked it because, again, I am an adult. I'm not a child anymore. So doesn't change I, the fact that we still like children's things sometimes. No. 
Um, Let's come back. (laughs) People who are listening, this is a podcast. People have no idea what we're laughing about. Sorry, my my husband keeps popping his head into the frame um, of the video. It's because of the, if anybody who has one of like the new iPads knows that like when you're on FaceTime, it does this weird thing thing. where it like tries to follow your face. And if like a new person's face pops in, like it like zooms out and like tries to refocus. Yeah. And that's what's happening. That's what's happening over here. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about in the podcast, but it's just distracting and funny. Um, Now I can't even remember what I was saying. Neither Uh, can I. I'm I'm not a kid. I'm not a child. I'm an adult, clearly. (laughs) But this movie is still fantastic. But so I I liked the movie better than the book in this instance because of the character development being a bit more of an adult relatable Mm -hmm. thing. So I wouldn't say this is grievance. This is just, again, a a difference that I I noticed. So that's my number two. Okay, My number two is casting. Um, Which we don't know who did it. The (laughs) comment I was going to make with you with you and you said it reminds you of the incredibles i was thinking more along the lines of like an oceans 11 kind of deal but i feel like i was thinking more of the like children's movie with like relatable adult themes well i was just thinking children's uh, children's 11 what oceans 11 because 11 is not because george clooney (laughs) oh like he is good at those heist things. So for those who aren't aware of who voices Fantastic Mr. Fox, it's George Clooney. George Clooney voices Fantastic Mr. Fox. And he is a very well-known uh, actor. He's in a lot of things. He's in a lot of things. But he's he plays Danny Ocean in the Ocean's movies. So uh, that's why I said that comment. But... Um, so just like in general, uh, the, <laughs> just like zooms in on him when you're not there, Taylor, it's like the weirdest Sorry. thing. <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> um, but the cast for this movie is phenomenal. Like the voice yeah. acting cast. I kept so. having to pause the movie to like Google who was in it. I was like, who, like, this who voice am actor? I hearing? Yeah. Why so, do I know this voice? So Mr. Fox is done by George Clooney, who I just talked about for a while. Mrs. Fox is done by Meryl Streep. Meryl Fantastic. Streep. Ash, their son, is done by Jason Schwartzman. Uh, just another phenomenal, just hilarious Comedy, comedian and actor. Great guy. Um, Bill Murray is Badger. Like Owen Wilson just, is the coach. Owen Wilson is the coach. Yep. Willem Dafoe is the rat. <laughs> like, yep. The rat. Oh my goodness. He's a Wes character. Anderson makes a cameo in his own movie by being the Weasel's voice. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Gandalf is uh, not Gandalf. Dumbledore is one of the old men. Yeah. Michael he's Gambon main, he's, plays Franklin. He's the Bean. main. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Christofferson is done by Eric Chase Anderson, who I think is like Wes Anderson's either brother or cousin or something. But it's just. The major cast, cast, though, it's just such a good cast. And it was good. 
for such a funny movie, it's just it just played out really, really well. Um, yeah. And so I felt like, again, taking the book because they, they, they did. They took the book. They didn't make any omissions. That's what I kind of mean. When I'm like, yeah, they made okay, changes yeah. to the book. Yeah, they didn't they, take anything the, out. The changes that they made were all like additions, not to make it longer. Yeah, they didn't like take out an entire scene or totally like take out like a relationship or something. They just added more stuff. Basically, the only subtraction was children. They took three children away and added a name <laughs> to the one they kept. So that's well, what and I they meant. Did add, they did add Christofferson, who is a child. It's just a nephew instead of a child. Yeah, so. I'm going to talk about that in my next point. But mm. But again, they're all additions. They all added things. Yes. So I, I don't mean that they didn't change it. Like, obviously, the book and movie are different. But, like, the entirety of the book is still found in the movie. It, it, the, the and core, then... The core essence of it is, I think the humor was changed, again, to make it more relatable to a wider audience. I think a lot of the humor was still there, though. I, it was still, I didn't notice I, it as There much. was still quite a bit of, like, slapstick... And like kind of more sarcastic. They definitely, yeah, they kept it cunning, witty, kind of funny, like British very witty humor. Yeah, like that was still there. But I think they definitely. And I, but I feel like they, they did a really it. good job at taking like okay, the voice of Fantastic Mr. Fox, this cunning, conniving, you know, like feels like he's not living up to like his full potential kind of thing. Who is that? Oh, that's George Clooney. You know what I mean? Like George Clooney is his voice. <laughs> yeah, like, George Clooney is not living up to his full potential. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like he's <laughs> he's got the, that voice. Like his voice is perfect. Yeah. Meryl Streep's voice is perfect. Like they did such a good job at taking the characters from the book, fleshing them out a little bit more. And then when they brought them to life, they gave them the perfect voices. Yeah, no, that's no, really yeah, just definitely well cast. So this is an anti-grievance. The rest of mine are anti-grievances. The only All one that could mine, even be slightly considered a grievance is my number three. So All of mine are pretty much grievances. I mean, anti-grievances. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Listen, it's the week of Thanksgiving and Hanukkah We're starting. Good it's all it's all just it's the time to be thankful and gra grateful for tiny miracles and things and this whole book and movie adaptation foxes. is a tiny miracle in the fact that it's not atrocious so yeah um honorable yeah, mentions i want to shout out just wes anderson in general he did a great did job. A good job good on you mm -hmm. brah i like really what you job. did i like it. the song cracks me up i think they did a great <laughs> job of making it just like slightly creepy in the children singing it, but like very catchy. Mm -hmm. Um, and just in general, I think that they did a really good job at, as we've kind of mentioned, keeping the core of it the same. Yeah, I did. I I'm trying to think of something else. I don't have much. There's again, there's not many like major changes i think that the stylistic choice of doing it in the claymation puppetry was a good choice yeah, i think that I it lent well to the kind the of kind of mixture of funky humanistic animals but also interacting with humans still yeah. you know what i mean like yeah 
I think that it could have gone differently. Well, because think done. of like Zootopia. Yeah. Zootopia being fully animated like that. Like if there was a person but in if there, there was randomly confusing. people that they also interacted with. But like the hu- the animals were clothed and, you know, like it's yeah, it just. Well, there's a lot of kids shows like that, but it's always that they're friends the the thing is here these animals are still like animals animals still they're don't not living like them in the world of humans or like they're as stealing humans. from like, humans still, and humans want to kill them yeah <laughs> and they're still different sizes like animals are still smaller than yeah. people kind of thing yeah. so so, so yeah. yeah i think that was a good choice and then the only other out. like small difference if we, if we want to just mention differences right the only other like yeah. small difference that i can even think of is um they don't live in a tree in oh yeah book. that's true they always live in like a hole in the ground kind of den and i definitely think that that also added to uh the mr fox's relatable storyline where he was living in a hole and he felt poor and he felt like he wasn't showing off keeping up with the mm-hmm. joneses kind of deal so he wanted to move into this big house and then he saw the farms and he wanted to steal and be amazing again and fantastic so again I, excuse you sorry <laughs> so i understood that adding that element to it again with fleshing out the characters and adding more depth to them i think mm-hmm. that was a good call yeah oh yeah i can but up. yes, they normally stay in the book. They stayed underground because that makes sense. That's where foxes live. Yeah, but that's all the honorable mentions I can really think of. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay, your number one. My number one. Let me just grab my food out of the oven. It's definitely done now. Okay. Okay, so my number one is essentially the entire end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Because they obviously Again, it's added flushed out more mm-hmm. a bunch. So the end of the book, for those who maybe haven't read it, it ends essentially after they they get stuck underground and they are trying to like starve them out. The farmers are trying to starve out all the animals who are stuck underground. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Fox comes up with this amazing idea to of this fantastic Fantastic. idea sorry (laughs) to dig tunnels can to all of the warehouses the yeah warehouses essentially of the the storehouses the storehouses of the farms yeah of the farms and create this underground tunnel system so they can steal from the warehouses and continue to live underground and the farmers won't be the wiser none the wiser and they have the farmers at the very end they're still sitting around the hole and waiting for one of the animals to pop their heads out so they can shoot them. And it's like they say that the animals are there even still or I mean, they say that the farmers are waiting there still or whatever like that. I can't remember exactly how it ended, but that's the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Because it's a movie, funny, clever yeah, like way the dumb to end farmers are yeah. still waiting and they those got dumb into farmers, the those, The fox has outwitted the dumb farmers. Yeah. Yeah. That's a kid's book. Perfect. Great ending. If you've seen the movie, you know, that's not how it ends. Mm -mm. That's only like that's like 20 minutes before it ends. It's still got like 20 minutes left. And in those 20 minutes or so, I'm making a guess. (laughs) 
don't remember the exact amount of time. They the do not farmers, have timestamps. Do not ask us. <laughs> no. The farmers, specifically the main mean farmer, Mr. Bean is the main one. Yes. Yes. Comes up with the idea to flood the underground tunnel system with his famous alcoholic apple cider so that the animals will all die or be flooded out. And that he does that. And so in the middle of all of the animals having this big feast, celebrating, they all get flooded out, end up in this sewage system. In the sewers. Mm -hmm. And then also, like, Christofferson is kidnapped, which is not a thing in the we'll, book, we'll obviously, because Christofferson doesn't exist. My number one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so they go on this huge rescue mission and they outsmart the humans and they are still they still end up stuck in the sewer system but then they find one of the sewers leads up into a supermarket mm -hmm. essentially and they the just decide this is cool too <laughs> and they're like oh great we can get all of our food and everything from here so they start rebuilding in the sewer system using everything from the supermarket to supply them and Mr. Fox gives his final speech at the end, which really shows the culmination of his character development, which I've already talked about. And then that's the end. So and the farmers still fail and all that. Still don't know what's going on with the animals. Yet. No, they're still waiting for the animals. So that's kind of the same where they, in the end, the farmers are still waiting <laughs> And they're, you know, still dumb farmers who were outsmarted mm -hmm. by the fox. But they added a whole extra little bit there. And mm -hmm. I, I, I obviously part of it was for length because it's a movie and they wanted well, and to be long enough. I also think they wanted a more dramatic or suspenseful mm -hmm. um, climax. Yeah, into something maybe even if fashion. you'd read the book. You weren't expecting because you were like, oh, here's the mm -hmm. end. Oh, wait, there's more. <gasps> and In typical I think Hollywood fashion. It gave more time for Mr. Fox to come to these realizations that family is the most important. Family and friends is like are the most important thing in life. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to protect. And it's a good moral still. Still brings it all together. Great for Thanksgiving where we gather together with friends and family. <laughs> yes. So... Uh, that's really all my number one is. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that they decided to add that particular situation on. I don't want to say too much about the whole heist saving Christofferson because I know you're going to talk about him. But mm -hmm. um, I, it was fun. It was fun to watch for sure. I think it added a lot of humorous parts to the movie. Some of the best lines, I think, are throughout that part with the rabies dog and the <laughs> impromptu karate lesson. Beagles and love blueberries. <laughs> beagles love blueberries. Never look a beagle in the eye. Um, oh, and the whole wolf scene was great. Loved that. Mm -hmm. So it. it's great. It just really, I think, added a lot of fun to the movie and I'm not mad at it. Yeah. There you go. That's my number one. Um, so my number one is the addition of a lot of characters. Yes. Um, so 
Kylie, Agnes, all the Ash, kids, right? Like Ash, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Fox have children in the book, like we mentioned, but like Ash is technically an added character. He didn't really exist in the book. Um, yeah. And Christopherson. So I could talk about just all of them, but I'm not going to. I'm going to talk about Christopherson because I love him. <laughs> I mean, I think in general, they, in it, I think part all of, of them like added good stuff to the movie. All of them well, were funny and, and they added. gave a lot to Ash's story because they were all at his school. Mm -hmm. that, that was all within that storyline, within the grand storyline of Mr. Fox. But Christofferson specifically also, I think, aided to some of that character development that we see. Yes. From Ash, the son, but also from Mr. Fox. Yes. And he was just hilarious as a character. So, yeah. He so Christopherson is a secondary character. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he's a minor character because I think he, he's in quite a bit of the movie. Yeah, I um, think he may have more lines than Mrs. Fox. Yeah, he, he probably does. But he um, is hilarious. OK, and so he is. Ash's cousin. And I think he's Mr. and Mrs. Fox's nephew. From it's on, Mrs. On Mrs. Fox's side. Yeah, because mm -hmm. when he's really talented, the coach is like, oh, yeah, I can see he's got Mr. Fox's blood. And Ash is like, no, it's on my mom's side. And yeah. it's funny. Watch um, the movie, guys. <laughs> but there's like a whole it's hilarious. But there's a whole bunch of stuff where um, he like stands up to the bully at the school and this is where I'm going to bring in some of the TikTok stuff. So like a lot of like the f really well-known TikTok lines that like are quoted from this movie, like a lot of them come from like scenes with Christopherson. Wow. So like the scene with the chemistry lab, like where it's like, hey, I like your ears. Oh, really? I like your spots. Like that's Christopherson and Agnes. Mm -hmm. And that's like a huge thing right now. Like that's a whole wow, trend. That. Is that the word? A trend? Yes, trend. Yes, Trending sound. On, on like TikTok right now. And same with like when Ash is like, I can fight my own fight. And then Christopherson just like looks at him. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> Which is funny in its own right. But then again, that's like another line that like is used frequently on like TikTok and um there's just so many funny added scenes with Christopherson and Ash, particularly mm -hmm. interacting with each other. Well, that whole karate like scene. Cousins and best friends. Or there's the one where it's like, hey, you know why I can fit through there? Why? Because I'm little. <laughs> it's just like stupid funny. But I don't know why it's so funny, but I find it so funny and entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And just a lot of that. And I don't know if people realize you know, when it comes to um, pop culture almost, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, and, and cultural relevance right now where TikTok and, you know, reels on Instagram, you know, like those short 15 second, 30 second, maybe a minute long, little entertaining video things that people are all about. I mean, like, it was Vine for me, but Vine's been dead for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like that social media presence and that and that cultural relevance right now, I, I wonder how many people who like use these sounds and see them know what they realize from. what they're coming mm. from. 
because I think they're that the from younger... a fantastic movie that came out in 2009, which is when a lot of these teenagers and stuff on TikTok were babies. <laughs> they were little tiny Gross. children. So Gross. <laughs> um, I actually think a lot of the younger generation would like it. Would oh, like Fantastic sure. Mr. Fox. I oh, just don't sure. think they know about it. But I think that the humor in it is very. Hip it's very relevant with the now. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. It's dry. It's snarky. It's witty. It's, some of it is just like so simple and stupid that it's funny. Right. Yeah. Like the because I'm little <laughs> and like there's like what he's wearing and like how he's standing oh in the scene. The way that he like, dresses. It's just, I adjusted my headphone and I hung up on yep. you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. It's a really funny movie. For those and who haven't really seen funny the movie, book. I just got to point book. out, Ash wears a cape and he tucks his sweatpants into his socks. Uh-huh. It's amazing. <laughs> and isn't he the one that makes a makeshift mask out of a tube sock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and oh, Christopherson's just like, you look great. <laughs> you look great. No, I think he says we look great because they both look oh, great. Yeah. Well, but, but Christopherson's actually in an actual scheme. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. You have to watch, watch it, guys. You have to go watch it. But Even also, if you've seen it before. Read the book. The go book is so... The book is so short and it's such an easy read. Yeah. And the book is also so funny. Yeah. And again, for other parents who are out there who listen to this, like this is when you can read with your kids. Like this mm -hmm. is one I read with like my two year old couldn't really doesn't have like the attention span necessarily. But like my four year old, she'll sit and listen to an entire chapter of like chapter books. And it's like she thinks it's funny. They think it's funny. So, yeah. But yeah, those are our thoughts. On Fantastic Mr. Fox. Guess what we didn't do, Taylor? Fan for pause. Yeah, that's you. Look, <laughs> I'm in a rough spot mentally right now. <laughs> the fact Just that I'm me doing and I anything. will post on social media instead if you need me to. The <laughs> fact that I'm a functioning human being right now is a miracle. <laughs> So listen, we apologize that this is the second time yeah. in just a couple weeks. Oh, my gosh. What was it? Matilda, the other one that we forgot to ask for fan faux pause on? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> no, poor, poor, no. Or was it Coraline? No, no. it might have been Coraline. OK, because I'm just like, man, Rodal, doll. We're just like, really? We just, will still ask. We, we will want still your ask. thoughts. We just won't be able to include them in this podcast. I'm sorry. Episode. Go check out sorry our social it. media at TBWD podcast on everywhere to give us your thoughts. And let us know your thoughts. Start a conversation in the comments. Yes, please. Um, well, and I'm also just curious, like. Who have people had, even heard of this? Who had seen who has seen this movie? Like who had seen this movie? I'm going to say like prior to 2012. Hmm. that's what i want to know like in the first couple of years after it came out like who actually watched it versus mm -hmm. you know now where uh where i think maybe because you know of the relevant sounds on tiktok maybe a bunch of people are now going oh what's this movie and watching it you know what i mean i don't know i just want to know who's watched it in general 
Yeah, I think so, that maybe not a lot of people have. And when I should. brought it up with people, not a lot of people I talk to know what it is. And I'm like, how? It's so good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so because we don't have fan faux pause, sorry. sorry. Uh, go let us know our, your thoughts and answer that question on our socials for us, please. And otherwise, we just have to answer ye age-old question, which is, was the book better? Nah. So I'm also saying no, but not in the same way you are, because I think you're saying the movie's better. Personally, for me, I liked the movie better, I think because I think as a child, the book is great. I'm not a child, though. I don't have children. So well, but for also me, my question is, did you great. ever read this book as a kid? I don't think so. I don't so remember. Reading I it read as a this kid. book as a kid. Yeah. So I for me, just from an and adult by kid, perspective, I mean like 10. I think I was 10 when I read it. It's still a kid. Um, I like the movie better, but I'm not saying the book's bad. I just like the movie better. And so I'm not saying that. So I like both equally. equally and you're but putting them I on think, equal footing. But I think there is a bit of like a psychological reason behind that. Yeah. And we've talked about this a little bit before, right? Where it's like, if you've seen the movie before you ever read the book, you know, how does that sway your opinion? Yeah. Or in this case where it's like, it's a children's book, but did you read the book as a child the first time you read it or as an adult kind of thing? And I saw the movie first. Amber yeah, so I read the book as a kid movie. and then I didn't know it was turned into a movie until Amber let me know yeah. it was turned into a movie. But I still remember reading the book when I was a kid. I watched this movie. So at I think Amber's that that affects house. our I mean, it has to affect our opinions, right? I think it also I watched it with Amber at her house where no, she yeah, same. the first time I saw this movie, it was with Amber and it will make you love alone, the movie. Yeah, is amazing. The way Amber laughs at things <laughs> that she thinks is like really funny is amazing. It makes it's me phenomenal. love this movie it, so you, much more. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, so, so there's our thoughts. Give it a shot if you haven't. It's dumb and hilarious and great for fall. And great for fall. Yes. So, I mean, that's Fantastic Mr. Fox by Rodol. There, there, there's our thoughts on it. And yeah. Thanks otherwise. So next week, mini-sode. Mm-hmm. Which we haven't decided on what we're doing for that mini-sode yet. So this time it'll be a surprise. Because I don't know what we're gonna do maybe something festive maybe something not maybe something totally random it's all a possibility we'll find out it's all it's i mean really we you never know when, when it comes to us but then in two weeks time we will be doing the host which i have never read nor seen so this will, will be, be exciting so that'll be lots of fun and then after that We'll do our Christmas special where we're going to be doing the, the Grinch. Grinch. So and all its iterations. One. Mr. Grinch. Mr. Grinch. We can't do all of the iterations. There's too many. All of them. We'll do a mini sode about the multiple iterations of the Grinch, but we'll have to narrow it down to one for the main episode. It's too all hard otherwise. Them. All of them. There's so many. <laughs> um, Only the good yeah. ones. Basically, um, surprise mini sewed next week. And then in two weeks time, we'll be doing Stephanie Myers, the host. So that's so we'll what speak you at can you look then. forward to. But otherwise, we hope that you guys have a great week. And don't forget to read.